Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We're learning Maseches Chagiga Daf Yudalid, a continuation of Torah that is above our pay grade, as is most Torah. Uh, but here says the Gemara a first a, a little bit of a side story about Malachim, and then we'll get back into Inyane Maisa Merkava. Daf Yudalid Amad Aleph, about seven or eight lines down, the Gemara says, Amar le Shmuel lechia Barav. Shmuel says to Chia Barav, Bar Arya, you're the son of a lion. He was the son of Bar Chia. Right? Chia was the son of Rav. So he's, you're the son of a lion. Ta'im alach milsa. I'm going to tell you something. Mehani mili ma'al yusa. From these beautiful words that have Amar Avuch that your father said, namely, something that Rav said, a beautiful piece of Torah. Kol yoma v'yoma. Every day, Nivron Malachi Asharis mi Nahar Dinor. There are new angels that are created from Nahar Dinor, which is a place up in heaven. I don't know, again, place is a strong word, but it is a source from where angels come, the Amre Shira, these angels are created, they say Shira and Ubatle, and then they're done. They dissolve again on whatever, they're nullified. In fact, the Mepharshim quote this Pasuk in, Shul- in Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah Brura about our, our um, custom to say, is based on this Pasuk. However, while it's true that Rav was of the opinion that angels came from Nahar Dinor up in Shemaim, who pleaded the Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, and not everyone agreed. Angels were not created by Nahar Dinor; they were created by Hakadosh Baruch Hu speaking. That all of the uh, celestial beings were created by Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Dibor and not from Nahar Dinor. Next, third of the way down, quarter of the way down. What is it? I thought it was So it says the Gemara that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, his, his garments are kislag, which is like shelag chibar, like white. And his hair is like the color of cleaned wool, which is white. So Hashem's hair is white. And then, that really the curls of Hashem's hair are black like a raven. So which one is it? Is Hashem's hair black or is Hashem's hair white? It depends. The Kodesh Baruch Hu has hair that is uh, appropriate to match the scenario. What does that mean? Last of the short lines. You don't want your Rosh Yeshiva to be a 25-year-old guy. You want a little gray hair or a lot of gray hair. You want them to have white hair even. But when it comes to war, you want a, you know that strapping young lad who is just looks like he's got a lot of black hair. You know, just uh, that's what you want. You want to see that that vigor. So that's how the Gemara responds to this uh, discussion about Akadosh Baruch Hu's hair color. Again, all of this is a uh, kaviyachol. None of this is anything more than anthropomorphism at its most. And probably, really, the truth is that we don't even understand even the comparative a- aspects of it. So let's move on to the next section of Gemara. <clears throat> How many thrones are up in Shemaim? That the throne is like a, a ball of fire. and That there are many thrones, and the Asik Yomin in capitals, that the ancient one sits in them, namely that Hashem sits in the throne. So how does that work? One throne or two. Wow, that is some serious company that David has. That's a pretty remarkable thing to even hear. And the Gemara doesn't even like it. The Gemara says back to... Uh, uh, it says back to this Shita, which is re- really Rabbi Akiva. What does Rabbi Akiva say? He was of the opinion that one throne belonged to each one to a Kodesh Baruch and one to David. You're going to say that a Kodesh Baruch is sitting next to a human being. That is great as David was. And how can you be Mashve Ben There's no comparison at all. 
Ella really uh, says, Rabbi Yossi Aglivi, this is answer number two about how to understand this. Really, it's echad ladin ve'echad tzedakah. It's not about uh, thrones as it relates to Hashem and somebody else. It's one about din and one about tzedakah. Now, the Gemara wants to know, interrupting the Brisa, did Rabbi Akiva accept the Musar or not? Did he say, really, the throne belongs to David, or did he not? Let's see. Says the Gemara, five lines into the middle with lines, he changed his opinion. Now he says that one chair is for dinner, one chair is for Saka, so he accepted the Musar. Amr Rabbi ben Azariah, uh, Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, when he saw the initial sheet of Rabbi Akiva, that Echad David Echad uh, he said to him, Why are you talking in, in Agadatas? Stop all the talking that you're doing and go learn the things that you're good at. A really interesting thing because we're going to see today is the Gemara of Abernichnes to the Pardes, and Rabbi Akiva did just fine. He was the only one who did just fine. So then, if that's true, then really, how does this match up? But that's what the Gemara says go, go to the place where you're good. You're excellent in very complicated halachic areas, lofty, high level academic thinking. Go over there, leave this alone, leave this alone. And therefore, Belazar ben Azariah has a different approach as to what we do with the one throne versus two thrones. Really, one was the throne, and the other was the footrest that Hakadosh Baruch Hu put his feet on. His throne is up in Shamaim, and that's where Kodesh Baruch Hu Kaviachal sits, and his feet belong down on the ground where there is a stool of sorts. Shifting gears, although we will come back to this. Yeshaya, in his effort to get the Jews to follow Torah properly, he uh, laid out some 18 curses that were going to take place. 18 things, curses is a bit of a strong word, 18, 18 changes that were going to take place within Kalal Yisrael. He couldn't even calm down from talking about these 18. Until he read the following Pasuk, we'll learn about this Pasuk means later, but means that there will be uh, that there will be a, a, a dominating child who will rule rule over the elders. What were the eighteen klalos? So we're out now at the first of the very long lines in Yudalat, halfway down. Says the Gemara, Shmona esrei klalos mayninu. They're all quoted in the pasuk. Dechsiv kinei hadon Hashem tzavakos meisim Yerushalayim miYehuda. Hashem is going to remove from Yerushalayim and from Yehuda. What is He going to remove? Mashenu mashena. Two different types of support. We'll see what they are. <clears throat> Any support from bread, and any support from water. We're going to go through all of these uh, as we navigate the page, because right now they just seem kind of vague. Uh, Gibor, a strong person, a person of war, a prophet, a person, uh, this is a Pasuk in Sefer Dharam, and Parsha Samim. This is a person who engages the divine uh, in, a, in a non-mutter way. It's not allowed typically, but we'll see that this is actually talking about a person who's not really a, um, a diviner. Vizakin, an older person, Sar Hamishim, a person who's 50 years old, that we'll see that this will change. So Panim, someone who people like. Vyoit, someone who gives advice. Vichacham, someone someone who's wise about the secrets of the Torah, and he understands the whispers of the Torah, again referring to Torah Sasod, and the Pesukim continue three lines into the wide lines, and we will put children as masters, and the people who are who are, are those who mock, they will be the ones who rule over. So that's what the Pasuk says, and if you count, there are 18 things that are going to be removed from Yehuda and from Yerushalayim. <clears throat> so let's dig in. Two-thirds of the way down, the Gemara says three lines into the wide lines. 
what are all of these 18 things? Amashain, that first reference in the Pasuk is Elu Bali Mikra. There won't be any people to who really know who really know Tanakh anymore. Mashena, this is Elu Bali Mishnah, the people who know Mishnah is called like who? Kigon, These people were experts in Mishnahis. What does it mean to be an expert in Mishnahis? We've got it easy. We only have six Siddharam of Mishnayas. But the Gemara says that what's considered a great in Mishnayas, Mishnah. that there are 600 Siddharam of Mishnah, not six. We literally have 1% of what they were masters in. So the Mepharshim actually discuss here, what does it mean that there are 600 Siddharam? We already know the Ikran Shal Halacha. That hasn't been lost. Yes, there are Machlokos. That's due to a lack of information. So the, what? Machlokos only began after the Korban. Oh, correct. So in fact, it, the, art scroll, the art scroll here has a lengthy piece here that this that what we're talking about here is a, uh, a devolving of our Halachic structure from these 600 down to six. The 600 wasn't more halachic sugyas, but it was more, more fleshed out. And therefore there were fewer machlokos. And when we, when we whittled it down to six, two things happened. Number one, there was more, more machlokos because we understood less. And number two, and this really is good, but it's very hard to learn, is that Mishnayas are imbued with Ramazim Kitanim that we need to pick up on. Sometimes the Gemara draws them out and we're like far-fetched. No, that was what the original Mishnah was like. The original Mishnah was much, much longer. So that's what the art scroll here is a whole arichus that Machlokas. We know the famous first Machlokas is Hillel and Shammai, but Smicha, we've learned about it. Yeah, I didn't even know we are going to see it. We learned it in a previous, we learned it earlier in this Masechah. I remember we learned smicha a couple of times. I remember. <laughs> Anyways, uh, one person says that mastery in Mishnayis is 600 Siddharam. Bechad Amar Shvame O Sidri Mishnah, 700. No, the difference between the two for us is uh, unfortunately uh, not meaningful because we are, we're not masters of any of, of, any of the Siddharam. Uh, what's Komashen Lechem? What's that referring to? That's Elubale Talmud. These are people who really understand Talmud. And in this reference, it means people who are poskim. Shinemar Lechu. Uh, you can uh, come join me in eating bread. You can come join me in the mixtures of wine that I make. These are people who are good orators. They're able to uh, capture a room with their words. Very powerful. What's a gibor? What does it mean? A person who knows how to draw uh, from the information of the previous generations. I heard a Shmua from my Rebbe, I heard a Shmua from my Rebbe, always pulling back. What's It's a person who knows how to navigate the complex ba- uh, battles that people have to have over Torah. What's a Shofet? This is a person who is a person who really knows how to pass in a din, even in the face of all of the challenges, got to give the Psak that's emes. Navi Kimashmo, and Navi is a prophet. What's a Kosem? In this case, a Kosem, which normally is about the divine, Zemelech, Shinemar Kosem, Asif Zemelech, that uh, there are divine words on the lips of a king, not here referencing one who's in, inappropriately trying to tap into the divine. What's a zakin? Shero ili yeshiva, someone who's really uh, fitting to be a Rosh Yeshiva. What's sarchamishim, which we learned previously was the minimum age to learn my Merkava, that a person should be at least 50 years old. Uh, says the Gemara, here we're going to learn that differently. Al tikri sar chamishim, ela sar chumashim, the master of the chumash. Someone who's a baki in the five books of Breshis, Shmos, Vaykar, Bamidvar, and Dvarim, they're really just holding. They understand it all.
Another pshat in Sar Chamishim is Sar Chamishim Kid Rabbi Abo. What does Rabbi Abo say? Sar Chamishim is Amar Rabbi Abo. We cannot have a maturgaman on a tzibur unless the Rebbe who's speaking is at least fifty years old. It's not chashuv to have a Rebbe who's forty years old or thirty-five years old. He might be a big Talmud Chacham. Some of the Meforshim that I saw when just reading through this My Semer stuff said that there were people who were already learning Torah Sasod by the age of thirteen. Like I mean. I mean, wild It's not. It's not normal. Like you, your maturity, your you just have to be steeped in Torah. Yeah, it's not that what they can be very intelligent, but the maturity. Yeah, the Gemara later today, when we get back to my summer kabbalah, is going to make a comment about the need for your intellect to match your maturity. I mean, it doesn't say it in those words, obviously, but that idea that There's you have no to. Parents got married. The father was thirteen. The mother was twelve. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure their marriage was wonderful. They raised some. They raised some amazing children. You know? Doesn't mean that's not Doesn't mean it's like at all. No, no. I mean, the chlal, the Rida is sharp in every area. I mean, the sure. there, 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 there could be emotional maturity. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Good point. Taka, but it was a hundred years ago. Whatever. It's a long time ago. My, my grandmother was 19. My grandfather was 18. Right. Yeah, that's not. They're not even in eighth grade yet. All right, let's continue. That's what the Gemara says is that the person has to be at least 50 to have a maturgamon. When the Supanim, what does that mean? It's a person who is of such stature in the community that the whole generation benefits from him. Lamala up in heaven, that happened with Kigon Reb Chanina Ben Dosa. We know many miracles that happened with Reb Chanina Ben Dosa. And Lamata down on earth, Kigon Reb Yabahu, Bey Kesar. When Reb Yabahu was around, so the Bey Kesar, everyone by the Bey Kesar loved him. They used to sing a song when he would walk up to the gates. They loved him. It was an amazing. He really knew how to be with the people. Yoetz, well, it's this person who's giving Eitzah, says the Gemara, this isn't Eitzah that you go sit across from the Shul Rabbi's desk and, uh, and spill your guts, but this is This Yoetz is a person who knows how to set the Jewish calendar, which, as we've learned in the past, is quite complicated. What is a Chacham in this case? It's a, uh, a person who is so bright and at the same time humble enough that in his questions he's able to stare his Rabbeim to make sure that they too are gaining in their knowledge. What's a Chacham? We said that a person is going to have bichacham charashim. He's going to know about that which is secretive. Says the Gemara. When this person opens his mouth, hakol nasim kecharashim. It's that person. You know, they're very rare. When they open their mouth to talk, the room is pin silent. I mean, like you know, pin drop, dead silent. No one. You can't hear anything. It's amazing. And there are people like that who can just the second they start talking, they hold a room. It's an unbelievable thing. Unbelievable. The Navon, what's a Navon? Of course, this is one of the six questions that the Gemara Masecha Shabbos highlights. It's one of the questions Hashem will ask with Shasha Nichlas Adam Ladin. One of the questions is Are we able to apply things from one scenario and bring them into a new one? What about Navon Lachash? The Gemara says 15 lines from the bottom. This is a person who's on such a high level <clears throat> that he has the right to give over This is a Rebbe of Torah Sasot. And all of these people are missing from you. Huda and from Yerushalayim. This is one of the things that happened pre-Churban. What is Vinasati in the Arim Sarem? That we're going to have children who are going to be the, the, the leaders. They're going to be the officers. Says the Gemara, my Vinasati in Arim Sarem. What's with the word in Arim? So in Arim here is actually not about age. Ella, uh, sorry, that's not correct. Amar Rebelazar, what does it mean that they're
Tali b'nei Tali. They're foxes, the sons of foxes. This is meant to be uh, a, a certain slyness that exists. Uh, that they're just so sly, and therefore uh, it's, they're, they're not good people to be in charge. And all of these 18 things that he said still were really insufficient. How so? Because uh, he didn't even feel calm until he said that there will be a, a child dominating the elders. What does this mean? Says the Gemara, these people who really have no mitzvos to them, you guys are keeping a lot of halacha, but there's a lot of problems as well. Um, and that uh, it, it doesn't exempt you from being uh, from being a proper yid, and therefore you're going to have people who are in charge of you who are not so from. What's v'hanikla b'nichbad? What does that mean? You're going to see that there's someone who views um, who views chamuros as kalos. The strict things are really they're truly not so bad. You play it down, you know. I don't have to cover this. I don't have to wear that. I don't, I don't have to dive in a minion. All the things that we all rationalize certain areas of our lives. It's not a judgment on any one of them. We all have them. That's without a question. But when we make the chamuras into, into kalos, we make them into things that are really not so not such a big deal, then then you're going to be taken over by someone who's very strict. Because that's the mida kenegev mida, is that if we don't take seriously that which halacha puts forth, and we make the big things into things that are small, so then seemingly the mida kenegev mida that played out by the times of the churban with Yeshaya, that was therefore that you're going to have someone who's so strict even about the small things. Amar of Katina. Rav Katina says, eight lines, nine lines from the bottom, middle of the page, middle width of the page. Amar of Katina, Afilu, middle of the line. Uh, Afilu, uh, I'm too confusing. Too many things coming out of my mouth at the same time. Even at the time that Yerushalayim was, uh, was doing quite terrible, at its downfall, there were still people who were very trustworthy people. As the Pasuk says, It says, you have a coat, you have a covering, and therefore, you are going to be our leader. That which people normally cover, you have under your hand. This is a difficult reference, but it basically means that you're a Talmud Chacham and you have knowledge that other people don't have, and therefore you should be our leader. And as well, and what does it mean? You have knowledge, you have access to, to Torah knowledge that you can only access if you make mistakes. You've navigated some of these difficult areas, and therefore we want you to be our, our leader. So, how would we know that there were still Bale Amana, that there were still trustworthy Ehrlich of people in the times of the Khurban? Uh, after all, the, 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 we started this whole sugya in the middle of the page with uh, Rav Dimi, and he said there's 18 things. We're losing all this, these Talmudic Chachamim. The Gemara says there's still Bale Amana. What is this person's response when he's asked to be the leader? So says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom, Yisa bayoma hu lemor, lo eh yechovesh. I will not be your, uh, your leader. Ubevesi ein lechem ve'ein simla. In my home, there is no bread and there are no clothes. So of course, these are not references literally, but they're meant to say, I don't have lechem, I don't have Torah, and I don't have the leadership skills that you need. Lo sisimuni katsin, I'm not going to be a nation. Don't make me a, a leader over the nation. Ein yisa, what does the word yisa mean when it says yisa bayoma? How do we know that the word Yisa is a Lashon Shavua? Because, says the Gemara, so we see that it's used in that way. Therefore, the word Yisa, the person makes a promise. That's very Ehrlich. 
A person says, I want you to be a leader. He says, I'm really not ready to be a leader. So therefore, we see that they're Bali Amana. What did he mean when he said, I was not one of the people who was imprisoned in the base Medrash, right? It's the same exact language. So it's just an interesting comparison of language where when a person is chovesh bevesasurim, what does it mean? It means you're literally trapped. You're stuck in the base medrash. So what does it mean to become a leader, to be a rav? It means that in order to become a rav, you have to be trapped in the base medrash. Just like a prisoner is trapped in his cell, you have to be trapped in the base medrash. What did he mean? This particular person who was so erlich and turned down the leadership of simla. What does it mean when he said that there's no bread and there's no coat in his house? I don't have what, uh, what you need to be the leader. I'm not knowledgeable enough. So once he said that, we see, therefore, that there were Balei Amana. And this really does go against what Rav Dimi was saying, is that all of these great people were removed from the, from the seaboard. Says the Gemara, no, maybe he wasn't so erlich. Maybe he, there really weren't Balei Amana, four lines from the bottom. The Dilma, shiny hasa, the E, Amar Luhugmirna, Amre Lei Emolan. Maybe he was lying when he said, I just don't have enough information, because had he said, I do know what I'm talking about, they would have said, great. Here's a really complicated Hilchos Nida Shaila, and he would have had nothing to say to them. Says the Gemara, you're right, but we still know that, that, yes, that's possible. He could have lied, but it's not really true, because if he was going to lie, then he should have said the following lie. Says the Gemara, I was learned, but I forgot everything. And that way he looks even better, but he didn't say that. What then must it be that he meant when he said that I don't want to be the leader? It must be that... Um, uh, uh, that I am not a learner at all. I've never been in the base medrash, and therefore, um, <clears throat> therefore, it, it seems that there were Baalei Amana. Says the Gemara, Aini, is it really true that there were Baalei Amana? After all, the Ha'amar Rava, Rava says, This is the exact opposite of what we've been trying to say. We just established that there were Baalei Amana. And now the Gemara says in the name of Rava, the Yerushalayim only was only destroyed after the Baalei Amana disappeared. Two lines from the bottom, Shinemar, You can walk through all of the streets of Yerushalayim. Go find me one guy who's a Baalei Amana. Go find me one, and then I'll forgive all of you. So we see very clearly that there were no Baalei Amana in Yerushalayim. So we have a stira. How do we look at the, the line that says that there were Baalei Amana? And how do we look at Rav at the bottom of the page to say that there weren't? So it says the Gemara, Lokashia, top of Yadalan, it depends what we're talking about. When it came to Divrei Torah, there were people who were still Erlich. This person who said, Yisab, that he's not going to say, he's not going to be a leader, I don't have enough Torah. Fine, that we understand. When it came to business, there really was nobody who was honest. And that's what the Pasuk was referring to, that there were no Baalei Amana. There were no people who really trusted in Hashem. And of course, Masa Umata, that's the, one of the questions as well that's asked in the six questions that Hashem asked. It's the first one of Nasasa Vinasata Be'amuna, were we honest in business? So that did not exist at that time. All right, back to the big stuff. Says the Gemara, Yudal and Mbe, second line, Tanner Abon and Maisib, Rabbi Yochanan, and Zakashe Rochev Alachamor is riding on an animal, on a donkey. By Mahalach Baderachin was traveling. Rabbi Lazar ben Arach was traveling behind him, Mahamar Acharav, he was on a donkey behind him. Omar Lo, Rabbi Lazar ben Arach says to his Rebbe, says Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai, he says, Rebbe, Please teach me one parak, one idea in Maisa Merkava. So the Rebbe said to him, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai says, I taught you a halach already that you're not allowed to learn Maisa Merkava when it's one on one. I'm not, as a Rebbe, I'm not allowed to teach you. You have to have your own your own basic knowledge. So Amar Lo Rebbe says to him, Hold on one second. Let me say one thing that you taught me. 
Amarlo Emor. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, okay, you can speak. Miyad, Yorad Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Me'alachamor, Venisateh, Yoshev, Ala Eben Tachas Hazais. Instantly, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai gets off the donkey. He wraps himself up and he sits under, uh, he sits on a stone under an olive tree. So this, uh, and then they started learning about my Merkava. It's very strange though, because he just said, teach me. And his Rebbe said, I'm not allowed to teach you, but he knew about it already. So that's a, some of the Mepharshim here say, the Gra here writes this idea that when he said, let me teach you something that you taught me, it doesn't actually mean that he learned it from him. It's a language of kavod, a language of deference, that even though it's slightly inaccurate in what's happening, but it's still something that, that is mutter to do under the circumstances. But, right. That, what, speak to a rabbi, didn't you teach me, et cetera, et cetera, et the language here is a little. The language here is a little too specific. It's Tarsheni Lomar Lefanecha Davar Echa Shelimad Tani. Permit. Allow me to say something that you taught me, even though you didn't teach me. Correct. Since you're my rebbe, I can't say to you I know something that you didn't teach me. Correct. I assume it's Rabbi Mufak specifically, but yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine saying it. No, I agree. I agree feels so weird it feels like you're it feels like a lie i mean it, it is it lies I mean, it's inaccurate i'm just saying it's it's it's, it's not a lie but it's not accurate it's not right i don't know this requires more research but so some of them of him don't learn this way some of them of him say that no he did teach him rosh prakim and then he wanted to dig deeper so that could be maybe he was showing he was maybe me died so that's what some of them of him say which is a little easier in the words but that's not what the grass said Anyways, uh, he got off the donkey and he sat on a rock under an olive tree. All of these things are relevant. These details are relevant on the Nimshal side of the Gemara. Uh, but anyways, the Gemara says as follows. Amar lo, Rebbe, mipne maya ratome ala chamor. Why did you get down off the donkey? So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, Amar, he says, Efsharat tadosh ba Is there a scenario where you're teaching about maise merkava? Vishchina imanu. And Hashem is with us. And we have angels, uh, the, the celestial angels that are, that are accompanying us. Vani erkav ala chamor. And I'm sitting on a donkey, like it's not just the pasnish, it's not right. So therefore he got off. Anyways, miyad right away. Why does the Gemara say miyad? That's very, what had to be immediate? What's going on here? Every word. Miyad, Pasach Rabalazar ben Arach Bamaisim, Rakaba Vidarash Vyarda Ishmin Ashamaim to the Siva Vakol Hailan Shibasada. So Rabalazar ben Arach started talking about Maisim Rakaba and Vidarash. And then he uh, gave a drasha. And when he did that, Vyarda Ishmin Ashamaim, and then fire came down from the heavens, and the fire surrounded all of the trees in the field. I don't think so. What line? That's where we are right now. So the Gemara says that, uh, that the fire surrounded all the trees. Paschu, Kulan, all the trees. This is referring to the trees. All the trees woke up. They sang a song. Ma Shira Amru, what song did they sing? Hallelujah, Sashem, you know, Ars Tanin, the whole Tomos, Ace Peri, the whole Arazim, Hallelujah. That's what they said. Anyways, Naane, Malach, Mino Ash, Amar, Hain, Hain, Maisa, Mehamir Kava. That which you are giving a drasha about, your description of the Maisa Merkava, that is accurate. Wow. Could you imagine giving a shear? All of a sudden, a Malach comes out like you nailed it. It's like, a, and the description still of this lofty idea of, of the Kavyachal nature of trying to explain what Yechezkel saw, which is us to talk about, unless you really thread the needle perfectly. 
That's a big compliment. Amad Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, ben Nashku al Rosh will give a kiss to his Talmud, to Rabbi Lazar ben Arach. It's amazing that you gave a descendant to Avram Avinu, why Avraham, who knows how to understand, and Lachkor is to investigate, and then to articulate that which is the Maisim Merkava. And then the Gemara teaches us this dichotomy of different uh, profiles of educators. There are those who might be good speakers, but they're not really good at keeping halacha. Some people know how to keep things, but they don't know how to teach things. You're able to, to, to kill both birds with uh, being one person. You're able to fulfill both sides of being that master educator. For the second time, that Elazar ben Arach is a descendant of you. And Rabbi Yoshua heard this story. He heard this story while he and Rabbi Yossi Akoin were traveling. Amru, they said, Sure, we heard they did it and they got away with it. They, uh, I don't know what's going on here. So some of them before should pick up on the fact that they were both traveling. They're both traveling. Why? Because that was the din of learning Maisim Merkaba, that it's only true with one-on-one if the student was rowing. And therefore they had to be alone. That's why that's some of the before Shem say. Anyways, they uh, the Pasach Rabbi Yeshua Darash were three lines, four lines into the wide lines and Yudalim at base. So then Rabbi Yeshua opens up and he gives a drasha. It was uh, it was the summer. All of a sudden, it got cloudy in the middle of the summer, which was very uncommon for that locale. They saw kimin, not a keshe, something that looked like a, a rainbow in the clouds. People came to sit around and watch him learn, just like people came to sit around and watch the craziness at a wedding. After they learned, he went over to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, you guys are uh, so blessed. It's amazing what I was able to see. I even dreamt about you. We were all uh, surrounding Harsinai. It was placed on us. Everyone should please come up here. Come up to this lofty place. Beautiful ballrooms and, and beautiful beds or couches are laid out for you. You are all invited into the Kash Shlishis. The Kash Shlishis is a reference to a group that was very close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I don't know what it means, but that's what it says. Aini, is it in fact true that Revelazar ben Aruch, that he spoke about my Simir Kava? After all, the Gemara says 15, 20 lines from the bottom, three fourths of the way down, Vatanya. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda Omer, Shalosh There are three who spoke about this. Rabbi Yeshua, Hirza, Dvarim, Lifne, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Zakai. Rabbi Kiva, Hirza, Lifne, Rabbi Yoshua. And Hananya, Ben Chachinoi, Hirza, Lifne, Rabbi Akiva. Vilu, Rabbi Lazar, Ben Arach, Loka Chashid. There were three other dialogues that took place on this topic of Maisim or Kava. However, we do not see anything listed about Rabbi Lazar, Ben Arach in this Mishnah. So says the Gemara, why is that true? So the Gemara responds, the only people who were included were the Artsi, Artsu, Kameko Chashid. It was people who uh, who uh, taught it to others, but had first had it taught to them. So they first heard it, and then they taught it. 
Those are the people who are included. But to artsy, below artsy, kame, a person presented it, but he wasn't presented to him, lo kachashi. That doesn't count. That person is not listed. When it came to no one ever presented it to him. That was never shown to us in the Gemara. And the Gemara says, you're right. Uh, sorry. He presented it at least to someone who uh, it was presented to. So even if you're one derivative away, that's fine. But that's why Rebbe Lazar ben Arach was not included in this list. Probably one of the more famous stories in Shas about... Uh, uh, about the Kabbalistic world, or whatever that world is called. I don't even know what to call it. The Gemara says, 10 lines from the bottom, Tan Rabbanan, four people went into the pardes, into the orchard. So what is this Ganeda and this discussion in the Rishonim? Be'eluhein, ben Azayu, ben Zoma, Acher, ve'Rabbi Akiva. Ben Azayin, ben Zoma, Acher is Revelisha ben Avuya. He was the Rabbi of Rav Meir and Rabbi Akiva. Amar lehem Rabbi Akiva, kshatem agim eitzel avne shayish tahor. When you go see these very pure marble stones, al tomru mayim mayim, these um, these stones were apparently so translucent that they actually had an appearance of flowing water, and it's a product that we're not familiar with. But this was it's a, it's not physical anyway, so whatever it means. Just imagine very shiny, or don't imagine it. I just <laughs> I, I feel I'm just uncomfortable talking about this. So that's what the Gemara says. Just don't call it water. That's what the Gemara says. You're not allowed to speak untruths around here, which is probably a good idea. Benazai hates its femes. Benazai looked, doesn't say what he looked at, and he died. And it seems to say that he looked over toward a Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, that uh, he, was, he saw something. That's what Rashi says halfway down. To the side where the Shechina was. Um, and how difficult is it in the eyes of Hashem, the death of the pious? Benzoma hates its Benzoma also looked seemingly to Litzad Shechina and he was damaged. So when you've eaten honey, you should stop eating at some point so you don't throw up. When it came to Acher, when it came to Relisha ben Avuya, he cut down trees, obviously playing off the reference of the pardes of the orchard, but exactly what does it mean? Uh, not so simple. Okay. He was the only one who managed to, to successfully be in that space and come back all well. Now that we've mentioned Benzoma, we're going to discuss a couple of side halachos, and then we'll call it a day. We're going to go about five, six lines onto Daf Tesvav and then we'll stop. Shalu es Benzoma. Mahu lisruse kalba. What is the halacha about neutering a dog? Is that allowed in halacha? Amar lahemu varzachem losasu. In your land, you're not allowed to do that. Kol shavarzachem losasu. It's true about everything. Normally, the din would be true by an animal that's being brought for korban. I. What about a dog that'll never be brought for a korban? So the halacha is that we're not allowed to do that. What happens if you own a dog? You're allowed to send it to the vet. Okay. Zal shaylos and poskim. Says the Gemara next, Shalu has Benzoma, Besula Shibra. If there's a woman who never had intercourse, but she managed to get pregnant, Maula Koin Gadol. What would be the status of this woman to be married to a Koin Gadol, who we know needs to marry a Besula? Michai Shinon Are we concerned about uh, Shmuel, who had a uh, who had a unique understanding of Tashmish Hamita. The Amar Shmuel, he says, as we turn to the top of Tesvav Aleph, he knew how to do what Rashi refers to at the top as that he was able to have Tashmish Hamita without breaking the Basulim. So yes, there was Tashmish Hamita. However, she still had her Basulim, so there was no Dam. So maybe this woman conceived um, with Tashmish Hamita where she had intercourse and 
therefore she conceived because there was zera, they had intercourse, but there was just no dam because uh, because he was a baki behataya. Do we have to be concerned about that? Or odilma de shmuel Really, shmuel is not so common, and maybe she got pregnant another way. Says the Gemara, Amar lehu de shmuel First of all, shmuel is not shchiach, and we don't make rules based on that which is uncommon. And second of all. The Chayshina and Shema Be'ambati Ibra. We would be concerned that maybe she conceived in an Ambati. The story of Ben Sira, of course, that a man went into the mikvah and there was uh, some viable zera on his body, and then it transferred from him to the water, and then a woman went into the mikvah and it managed to uh, it managed to pair up with an egg, and that uh, ended up making a baby. Says the Gemara, that's not possible. Vamar Shmuel, Shmuel says that a woman cannot conceive that way. Why? Because seemingly a woman can only conceive through Tashmish Amita, where the zera is uh, ejaculated directly into the body. That if it, it doesn't uh, uh, project itself into the body, uh, like an arrow, as it leaves the body, then that cannot lead to conception. So says the Gemara, not a good argument. It's true that initially it was Yorah that, that is viable zera. The fact that it got into her body not through that method and it was through the bath, that's still a possibility. So that's what the final thing that we're going to learn for today. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow we're supposed to learn a, a blot and a half. Um, today's Wednesday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow we're supposed to learn a blot and a half. Test above is huge. So I'll see how far I get. Um, and uh, if, if it's impossibly long, then we may add a Friday daf. I'm not sure. I just have to see what's going on because we have a wedding tomorrow night. I will be here for daf. I just don't know how much time I'm going to have to prepare between now and then. Um, and let's stop right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah. 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 Yeah.